Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. I always love this time of year. No, not just the motorbikes, but because normally it coincides with a gig, a big gig, from the wonderful Pigs on the Wing, which is happening this Friday. This coming Friday, 2nd of June, Pigs on the Wing in the Villa Marina. And playing the guitar, one of the guitars, will be my guest. Chris Honor, welcome to my tunes. Lovely to be with you, Mark. I tell you what, we timed this well, didn't we? <laughs> we timed this well. So how long have you been playing in that band? Uh, I've been playing in Pigs since 2020, but only lead guitar since 2021 so there was a bit of a shuffle round of members um so yeah i i think the first gig with me playing lead would have been december 21 and then yeah from there to date when you first started was it a catalog you knew well or was it flipping neck i've got to get got to get cracking with this i think it was a bit of both really for the my personal favorites when i joined the band were the 70s stuff so pretty much from metal to the wall um and i wasn't really that bothered about much after it to be honest (laughs) but since we've been playing some of the latest songs especially the division bell you know from mid 90s that's really really grown on me um you know obviously you just don't have roger waters in the mix but yeah those songs are, are there's some absolutely brilliant songs in on that album that i've you know didn't really appreciate until i joined the band the Pink Floyd albums all have a little journey of their own, don't they? And that structure and the development, you can see it coming, but every time every time a new one came out, you think, oh, there was a twist and a turn that you weren't quite expecting. Absolutely, and I think, you know, obviously Dark Side of the Moon is incredible, but for me where it really gets interesting is Animals and The Wall, you know, where Roger Waters more brings the, the politics into it as well. It drove the music to an even higher level, really. You know, yeah. from from Gilmore's perspective as well. Even though they hated each other, I think it you know it works well. <laughs> yeah, certainly towards the end it was tough. Twenty eight this year, so a lot of this music is before you were playing guitar yeah. yourself. When did you actually start playing? I was thinking about this when I was walking <laughs> up. It was two thousand nine, I think okay. it was. Yeah, when I started playing and got a guitar. My dad bought me a Squire Strat for christmas that year what is that now 14 years or yeah, something. yeah it's a, so it's a wee what enough time yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you're playing for just playing for fun for yourself at home do you play acoustic as well or more or less or is it mostly electric uh pretty much electric i don't yeah. i do have an acoustic guitar out of necessity but i don't really enjoy the acoustic guitar i've always been more into the electric the the way it feels and what you can you know the, the production that you can do to it and you know i think you can get away with a lot more I'm not a great finger picker and, you know, I'm not really a sort of folky sort of guitar player, but obviously I love a lot of that music. But, yeah, it's the electric for me. Now, you're an Isle of Man boy through and through. First band, first memories of playing in that band. What? Come on, let's have, let's go right back. So my, my first band were called The Cosmos and we were, I suppose, an, an indie rock covers band formed at school. Balakameen? Balakameen, yeah, and... One member, um, James Quayle, the drummer, he was from QE2. I think the first gig that we did was our Balakameen Year 11 prom um, at the villa. So my first my first gig was in the Royal Hall, wow. which sort of set me up for a bit of disappointment. <laughs> Not a bad <laughs> no, first gig. No, it was pretty good. First gig, first tune. You too. Talk us through this. So 
when I was a kid, my dad used to have the best of nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety, the compilation album by U two, and which this song isn't actually on, <laughs> but the album Unforgettable Fire I discovered sort of later on, and I've just always since I first heard Pride in the Name of Love that was on the compilation, which is on the same album, I just absolutely love Edge's guitar playing, Bono's voice. You know, I know Bono gets you know he's a difficult guy, but he he was an incredible singer. And Edge completely transformed the way that guitar is looked at. You know, no, no solos, just echo and yeah. ambience. And I just love that song. It just brings out a landscape in my mind. You so know, the title of this one? Uh, a Sort of Homecoming.
this Friday. No, I should do that deeper. This Friday, Pigs on the Wing return to the Villa Marina. And lead guitarist Chris Arnold from Pigs on the Wing is my MyTunes guest this week. It's all constructed for a reason, dear listener. And he's with me now. Chris, yesterday we played a bit of U2. And you are so right. The style and the attack and the playing of The Edge on that track, and in fact on so many of the records, it's, it was different from anything we had up until he did it. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the closest thing you could compare his playing to is maybe television you know and that sort of stuff but i think you know once you get into that unforgettable fire era where he's really using the sort of the ambient effects to you know create a lot of space in the play and um he just went to a different level you know you're right i'm just hearing marky moon in my head and i can hear that tom Verlaine, that whole that whole thing very yes you see i get the guests in here to educate me <laughs> they're not just for your entertainment they're for my education chris lead guitar now, the lead guitar work is, well, it can be so tricky. And you've got a big job in Pigs on the Wing. You know, Dave Gilmore, one of the greatest guitarists ever on, on lead guitar, a great writer and great vocalist. Do you ever sort of think, am I, am I channeling him or am I trying to do my own bit with it? How's the balance when you're on stage with Pigs on the Wing? I think for the for the songs, that the famous songs, so... Um, you know, we'll come to comfortably numb in a bit, but yeah. you know that solo is something that people, are, the two solos in the song, people are so familiar with them. I always play them as they are on the wall, and then we sort of extend the end. So I will play the album version, and then after that, I'll just sort of improvise and you know try and do my own thing on it, obviously in his style. But I think the key to Gilmore's playing is is when you don't play. You know, in the space, if you listen to his the way he con- constructs lead parts, he'll he'll build up to things, but then he'll pause and come back in and start low to high. It creates the tension in the music. Then, whereas if you just blast a solo out, you can you know even if you're an incredible player, it can sort of get a bit lost. But I think Gilmore plays like someone sings, and you can sing along to comfortably numb if you wanted to. I want to talk about the indie scene because when you started, we touched on it yesterday, you had a more indie sort of approach and we're going to have an indie band, as was, uh, for today's track. That style of music, it it was uh, the variety. You can't really say indie is this or that because it covered so many bases. Yeah, and I think for, for this one, the Smiths, fundamentally for me, are the reason why I started playing guitar. Johnny Marr was a massive influence on me when I was younger and I think you're completely right the that style of music is so different and you know indie as a genre there's so many different facets to it but I think you know from a genesis point of it it really is the smiths you know or at least it's what I think of um and that jangly guitar and you know what the way everything weaves into itself and you know Morrissey uh, being miserable over the top of it. <laughs> but yeah, Johnny Marr for me, that he was he's the man. Well, let's take a Smith's track today. Which what, what's it going to be? This is the Headmaster Ritual off uh, the Meters Murder album. <laughs>
I did the jingle yesterday. Should I do it again? Of course. Pigs on the Wing. The Villa Marina this Friday. Don't miss it.
Chris Honor, you see, I'm, I'm doing that every day, Chris. I hope you appreciate this. I do. You, know, you can't pay ab- for advertising like this, you know. That's it. You know, <laughs> this is more PR than we could ever have hoped for. Well, thank you. This is Pink Floyd Day in my tunes because the, I'll tell you now, the track coming up is Comfortably Numb. Now, when I was doing a rock show uh, when the good Queen Victoria was on the throne uh, for another station in another galaxy, this was voted, the solo it was voted best solo of all time by, I think, Kerrang! magazine or something like that. How do you rate this solo that we'll hear in a while? It's definitely up there. I don't even think it's my favourite of Gilmore's solos personally. Ah, okay. Um, but I think I can understand why people consider it to be up there. You know, it's just epic. The way it fades out as well. Also, it never really ends. You know, I, I think that's why it's quite. It's almost mysterious. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a good one. Give me another one of his solos that you really enjoy playing. From his particular, yeah. uh, it, another brick in the wall part two. Ah. Yeah, that's that's my favourite of his. It's probably the tastiest guitar playing I've ever heard. That in, yes, I can hear the introduction to it. The first little flick and lick that when it all starts up. That's great. I and mean, it's important to start a solo well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think with with that particular solo, the way it, the way it's recorded is it's very dry and direct. But his it really shows off his one his note choice, which is always interesting, and then also just how tasteful he is the bending you know of the strings you know the vibrato i should say you know the 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 way he plays again it's very vocal yeah and you can you can remember the melody of it i was watching and reading a little bit about a great hero of mine frank zappa oh, yeah. who was different from nearly every other guitarist on the planet when he was playing at at his finest. And he was sort of saying, yes, he wrote the music. I mean, he could read and he had people with him. I think even Steve Steve Vai had to play with that, to read the dots and do this. But when it came to his solos, he just used to like to go in a, a funny place and start it and knew roughly when he was going to finish but he had no plan, he'd say, for the middle bit. But the actual song was heavily structured yeah. to within an inch of its life. I don't know many people who can do that. Uh, just think, right, I'm going off on Apart from jazz musicians, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think I've, he- I've heard Zappa. T- I'm, I'm not massively familiar with his music, but I've heard him interviewed and talking about that, where it's, you know, he, he I have this defined period where i'm going to play yeah and i don't really know what i'm going to play but something's you know there's something's going to happen and i think one of the another player that would work in that sort of vein was jimmy page i think a lot of his solos when you listen to the especially in the 70s it's all improv you know even on stairway to heaven you know which i think gives comfortably number run for its money as a solo <laughs> yeah um you know it's it all the versions of it are different you know, and I think it's just someone standing up there, much in the way that Frank Zappa would, and going, "I'm just going to play, whatever comes into you know, it just falls out of their fingers almost, you know, very spontaneous." We're going to play um, quite a lot of "Comfortably Numb." The whole piece will be on the podcast, which will be available from tomorrow lunchtime. But which version am I going to have to choose for you? For me, it has to be the studio version off the wall. I, you know. There are great live versions of it and, and other um, versions that have been recorded, but I think this is the one. With, and you need Roger Waters' vocal on it as well in the verses. Let's have it. Here it is. Comfortably numb from The Wall.
Tonight in the Royal Hall of the Villa Marina, Pigs on the Wing will be performing a selection of absolute classics from Pink Floyd. And my guest all this week is Chris Honor, lead guitarist with that band. Thank you for joining me this week on My Tunes. Pleasure. Busy old week. Lots of rehearsing, I would imagine, for a gig like this. Yep, yep, there is a lot. You know, we, the, the core of the set, you know, songs that we have to play. And but we obviously try and keep it fresh for, so that people, when people come and see us, it's... Um, you know, there's something different each time. So yeah, there's been a, a lot of um, a lot of practice. You know, from from all of us, um, not just the the five you know main core members, but obviously we've got um, Joe and June on back and vocals, Sammy playing sax, Alex Duke filling in on some acoustic guitar as well. So there's a lot of effort goes into it from from all of us. Yeah. I was going to say because when um, Dark Side of the Moon came out, the importance placed on vocals and other instrumentation that was a huge leap from metal on the Pink Floyd catalogue. And, and as you say, without those vocalists and the sax, you can't really take on those tracks. Absolutely. And whenever we play songs off Dark Side, I always try and make a point of, if I can, going and watching out front when 
when we do great gig just so I can hear Joe sing it because it really is outstanding yeah. and it does make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up so yeah I think if you compare it to the stuff that came before with the exception of songs like Echoes Dark Side is the real watershed moment for them definitely when you were learning and we mentioned your original band with the incomer from QE2 which member of the band came from QE2 he you was, let him in he was a drummer yeah. oh, well yeah. the drummies yeah, you let him in okay who were you looking at um, well at that time the indie bands of the time like Arctic Monkeys were a massive influence on me still are but also a lot of the older artists as well especially Hendrix not that we really played much of that but you know we were playing to mainly people that we were at school with so you know we we did play a few sort of older tr- tracks but a lot of you know Arctic Monkeys and you know Kasabian bands like that that were you know still relatively new at that point you know at least within a few years um, so mainly a lot of Arctic Monkeys <laughs> Big question for you. 28 this year. Has there been a moment, or will there be a moment, when this life, this musical life, can be it and you won't have a day job? No. No, not at all. Um, I love playing music, but I've never seen it as a career, personally. You know, it's always been something that I've been very passionate about and, you know, done in my spare time, but it's never... I've never really seen it in that way. And um, to be honest, as a, as a player, I don't think I could cut it, you know, especially not in session work and whatnot, you know. So I'm happy to be, you know, um, enjoying myself, doing it at the weekend. Um, but, yeah, not well, a stage It's job. a very honest answer. I mean, I'm guessing there may have been sparks in your head 16, 17, oh, yeah, 18, yeah, 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 yeah. when you thought, this is it, this yeah. is, we're going to be the next big thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Cause, but, I mean, most people have that. Oh, yeah, but not... Um, I don't. I never. I never sort of looked at it and thought, you know, I'm going to grasp the nettle here and you know, immerse myself in it enough to do it as a as a career. No. Well, you have got a heck of a wonderful band of talented people with you. Pigs on the wing, Villa Marina. I'm delighted for today's uh, track. You've chosen Eric. Yeah. Um, so obviously, pigs. I love playing in pigs. I do have some other stuff on, and it would be remiss of me not to uh, to plug um, my new band. So a couple of years ago, me and Alex Duke started jamming together a lot, very t- similar taste in music from a blues perspective. And thankfully now we've actually turned it into something productive, and we've formed a band, new band called Dirty Bertie and the Sherbets. I and love that name. It's, it's all, well, we were formed in the Albert and Port St. Mary, so we had to have some sort of yeah. um, Bert connection in yeah, there. Yeah, of course. So that's me singing and just sort of playing rhythm guitar. Dukey, in my opinion, the best player over here, I will say it. Just in terms of he is Clapton when he plays Les Paul, and I'm not blowing smoke up him, it is really <laughs> that good. So yeah, we formed this new band, um, which is based around Clapton's back catalogue, sort of from Cream onwards through to the song that we're going to play today. On bass, we've got George Stevenson, absolutely outstanding bass player, and uh, John Cleeter playing drums like John Bonham. So it's uh, it, it's working quite well. But this song and other songs off the Journeyman album are ones that I really wanted to do because as much as I love Cream, late 80s, 90s Clapton stuff, where he was just so cool with the Armani suit on and the black strat and the hair and everything, the cigarette and the in the headstock, and I think pretending off the Journeyman album just really sums up that period of Clapton's career. Well, we'll take that now. Listen, very good luck with that. We can't wait to see that as well. Um, Gigs coming up for that? Yeah, so we've got some booked um, later on this year, starting from September. So they'll be all be advertised soon. We're booked in in Quids. Uh, We're in the Rovers and 
there are some more in the process of being sorted out. So, yeah, it's um, going to be a good, fun, four-piece blues rock band. Well, keep in touch with that. Obviously, have a fabulous night. I'll see you there in the Villa Marina with Pigs on the Wing. We'll finish up with Eric Clapton. Chris Honour, thanks for coming in. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mark.
Wonderful to have a bit of Eric Clapton to finish off my tunes with Chris Honor. Fabulous guitarist, lovely fella, and watch out for his new bands, as well as Pigs on the Wing. There's a lot more to come from Chris Honor in the next few months and years for sure. I'm Mark Tiley. Join me when you can for the morning show at Manx Radio, 9.30 to 12, Monday to Friday.